Hello and welcome to the Scott Sportscast. I'm your host, Alexei Scott. I'm joined today with my co-host here, George Scott. How you doing? What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here on the MMA Coach's Corner. Very nice, very nice. And we bring you an episode of the MMA Coach's Corner with our predictions for Augusto Sakai versus uh, Alistair Overeem. Definitely excited for this fight. Um, Overeem, he's been in the game a long time. Very experienced, very talented. But whenever you have over 60 professional MMA fights alone, it's definitely tough to hang in there with this, this young bunch. Like, this dude just has to be a zombie at this point just to keep going in there. I mean, I don't understand how somebody can do that. All right, so... As we try to figure this out, we're going to transition over here to our main card. So, who do we have first on the card? Our first fight we got up is Tiago Moises versus um, Jalen, I want to say Brown because of Celtics, Jalen Turner. <laughs> so, we have Tiago coming in at 13-4, and Jalen coming in at 9-5. and five. This is an interesting fight to me because this is my prediction for fight of the night. We have two really good strikers that are different styles. You got the tall, lanky fighter in um, the tarantula Turner here, Jalen. He's kind of like an Adesanya style. A lot of good footwork, um, uses his range very well, gets a lot of pop on the end of those punches. And then you have Diego, who is relentless. This guy is very good on the ground, very technical. He's a grinder. He's got a lot of power in his shots, and he's, he's very good on his feet. So this, to me, has all the makings for fight of the night. I mean, both these guys, power. Power in their hands. Very, very versatile kickboxing, you know. They, uh... It's very refreshing to see. But I just think that Tiago may also have the advantage in the wrestling department. He's been known to get a couple submissions. But, well, probably just the one. But uh, I'm going to go with Tiago Moises on this one. He just, to me, looks a little more complete. Looks Looks better than all the competition that the other guys faced so far. Yeah, I think that... Turner is going to try to set the edge, try to keep everybody at bay, stay on the outside, but uh, Diego's going to be able to get on the inside, land some of those good elbows, and I think he'll, it might be a decision win, I don't know, both guys have the power to knock each other out, but when you have two talented strikers, it, they know how not to get knocked out, so it'll be an intense battle that it might come down to a three-round decision. I wouldn't be surprised if someone hits canvas a couple times, you know, or maybe both fighters. But, uh, so, who are you locking in? Who you, who's your... I'm going to have to take... I'm going to have to take Diego in this fight. I think that he's going to be able to push the pace, come forward a little bit more than, than his opponent. Because when you try to control the outside, it's good at controlling the range, but it doesn't always look that good in the judge's eyes, so... 
Yeah. If you're pushing forward like Diego does, it might help him win this decision. Yeah, I agree. Um, but this but Jalen could, Turner has power. Yeah, so. this fight could get, it could be a knockout in the first round. You, you MMA especially, you never know what's gonna happen, and it's always a possibility. So. Yeah, every single time you step into that cage, it's fifty-fifty. That night, who who's who's there that night? It's too easy to be mentally distracted for half a second, and that half a second is going to cost you the whole fight. So, um, who do we have I think next? we both have Tiago locked in. All right, we both got Tiago. So next we have Brian Keller, Brian Keller who is 22-11 and 11 versus Ricky Simmons. Uh, he is 16-3. and uh, I believe... Keller was either on the Ultimate Fight, yeah, he was on the Ultimate Fighter or Contender Series. He went up after he uh, got the guillotine on that guy, after he beat him up the entire fight, got right in Dana White's face, said, I want to be a fighter. And uh, sure enough, uh, Dana White goes on the interview and says, yeah, whenever a guy just wins a fight, runs right up to my face and tells me I want to fight, I love that shit. <laughs> so, this guy just, he's kind of bred for it. He's that kind of mentality. He has a, he has a pretty good kickboxing style. Um, not too versatile, but, you know, he mixes up some good kicks, knees, and elbows. Some powerful ones, at that. Um, they call him Brian Boom Keller for a reason. Uh, he also, okay, yeah, and I think that he might be just a little bit better off his back than than Simon. But Simon's a good up-and-comer, too. I mean, he has some really good wrestling, some good takedowns. Um, I don't really see that much power with him, but definitely a good volume striker. And I think mainly just his hooks or, you know, kind of more of a brawling wrestler style, but I don't think that's going to translate well on Saturday night. What do you think? Yeah, here, I got pretty much the same breakdown. We got Ricky Simon. He's a guy that likes to come in, go for the takedown, try to land a big hook. And other than that, he's just going to push forward, try to really break you down. But Brian, on the other hand, Brian Keller... He's pretty. He's a little bit more versatile, even though he's pretty much a mere fighter. He uses his elbows a little bit more spins and kicks than um, Simon does, and I think that'll make the difference. This is one of the most evenly matched fights I have on the card. So again, I think I kind of have to go with the three-round decision here. I think it'll be a decision fight, but it'll be it'll be a good fight. It'll be. A true MMA fight where guys are looking for takedowns and to land big shots. Maybe like a, an old school type of UFC fight, hopefully. Two strikers just getting after it. Oh, yeah. We can only hope. But uh, quick side note, I don't think I gave a prediction on my last fight. I think it's going to be a TKO win for Tiago. But for this fight, I definitely see it being a three-round decision for Keller. Um... But, I mean, Simon's game. He's game. Just can't let yourself get caught with one of those looping hooks. Um, and 
you probably do enough. I think this one's going to be more of a point-striking match than someone getting floored because they both got really good chins. Yeah, I think it comes down, for this fight especially, I think it comes down to Keller loves to fight. And it's going to be a 15-minute fight, and I think Keller likes that heat a little bit more. Oh, definitely. So it looks like we will... Who, who are we taking? Are we both taking Keller in this fight? I'm taking Keller this fight. All right, two for two so far. Oh, uh-huh. I think we might have to be three for three on this next fight. <laughs> so we have the Capoeira fighter doing all of the crazy backflips. Breakdance fighter. And Prince of Persia parkour and wall runs and landing Superman punches while they're on the ground. I mean, super entertaining, dude, but very very (laughs) impractical and very, very energy consuming. Uh, So, like you were saying last time, this animal, you just don't get it back. You just don't get it back. Takes you get one. one minute after five minutes of fighting. If anything, you get one minute back, which is not enough. <laughs> you get enough time to stop breathing hard. <laughs> yeah, get a little water, what's your dry throat and mouth, because and, all of your liquid's just pouring out of your body and all your pores just sweating it all out. Cause, all right, so who, cause who do we have fighting? We have... We have Michael Piera versus Zelum Ahmedov. We got Zelum and the Cap. What'd you call it? The, the breakdance fighting. Here we go. Capua. Capula. Capuera. I forget. Somebody's gonna yell at us online. Capuera. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a P O E R A at the end. Capoeira. So, we have Piera. The breakdance fighter. His style, very unique. He throws a lot of different things that you're not used to seeing. Cartwheel kicks, spin kicks, backflips, wall runs. He's very creative, which is his strength. But his style, um, not not for the martial art of Capua, but or Capuala, whatever. <laughs> We're going to go with Capuera. We're going to go with breakdance fighting. It is, it is very effective, it is very powerful, but when you're going against other trained martial artists in varying styles, it's not the most effective. Um, I call it high risk, low reward. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of guys just jumping around. Um, you put yourself in a lot of bad positions, and if, you know in boxing, if, if you're against a good boxer, a good kickboxer, if you turn your back, if you give them an angle where you're unbalanced, they're going to hit you and make you pay, and they can put you out. So don't do that against a power striker like like Zelum here. Zelum <laughs> is a murderer. This guy is a straight assassin. I am excited to watch this guy fight. He has power. And he's a grinder. He's going to move forward, and he's going to put the hurt on you. And I have him with my prediction for knockout of the night. That is my pick. I am very high on this. This is my lock of the night. I have a feeling this guy, Michael, is going to go ahead and try something crazy. Some kind of run off the cage or a uh, spinning jump. And Zealum is just going to hit him into last week, man. This guy's going to wake up in the past after Zealum finishes him off. 
I just don't see how that style is going to catch this guy off guard. Plus, very good boxer. You know, he has some, some wrestling game, some ground and pound. And I just don't see Michael really being able to really take guys down. Um, it, it's a very entertaining style, but... I mean, we've seen what happened to M. What is it? What was his name? MVP Michael. Michael Venom Page. Yeah. Burn Page. Yeah, and he uh, he went up against that guy. Was it Ricardo? Diego or Lima? Lima. Yeah, but yeah, Lima. Yeah. Lima and Lima just floored him because he was trying to get too fancy. Well, Lima stayed nice and technical with some power, so. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Zelim on this one for a lock, and I'm gonna say knockout of the night. Yeah, we're both looking for a uh, Zelim knockout here in our predictions. Um, Next, we have our female fight of the night, co-main event of the evening. <laughs> Maybe the most boring. Not fight really of sure why. I feel some of these other guys on the card were a little bit more qualified, a little bit more exciting of a fight to be the co-main event. Now, don't get me wrong. These are good fighters. Um, we have Carla Rosa, and her opponent is... Sajara Eubank. Sajara Eubank. So, I mean, they're both good fighters. They're both really passionate, young up-and-comers. But Carlos, what do you, what do you think what's going to happen in this fight? Carla's 13-3. and three. Uh, Eubanks is 6-4. Uh, six, six and four. So, both of them are kind of volume strikers that just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Both kind of versatile, but neither one of them really have knockout power. Neither one of them really have a great ground game. I don't see either one of these being a contender in, in the, for a title hunt anytime soon. So, these, these are developmental fighters right here. I believe it was the Justin Gagey... Um, Eddie Alvarez, Ultimate Fighter that Eubanks was on, and uh, she did she did all right on it. I seen her get a win. I don't I didn't watch that season, so I'm not sure if she won the whole thing or not. But I don't think she did. Um, yeah, and I believe she was fighting at 125 instead of 135 for the show, which is not even her weight class, which is a very tough weight class to cut to if <laughs> you you know you're cutting from 150. All the way down to 125. That's not that's not an easy task. As a former 125 pound fighter, as soon as you get down to like 135, 130 especially, eh, you're out. You're out of everything. Now you're just burning muscle at this point, trying to make weight, uh, depending how hard you cut. So me, luckily, I was kind of always underweight, so I didn't have to cut too hard, like maybe five pounds, but. At that size, five pounds is brutal. And Sinjara uh, found that out real quick, uh, her last fight, because whenever she was trying to make weight, she just depleted her body completely because she thought it was a 130 fight, but it was a 125-pound fight. So at the last minute, she had to lose that extra 10 or extra five pounds. But... She just couldn't do it. She was a zombie walking up, and she was still just a little bit over. So they cut her hair. They cut her, cut her braids, her dreads off, and oh, that's that's dedication to the sport. I love to see that. That's like 
Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Cut the hair off. I'll make him wait today, whatever it takes. You gotta do whatever you gotta do to make the wait. So hopefully this time her weight cut goes a little smoother or it's gonna be, it's gonna be real tough for her in the third numbers. round. Alright, so who are you taking in this fight? Um, I'm taking, probably taking Rosa in this fight, but it can go either way. This one I feel, I don't really feel confident in either side. I feel yeah. either one of them could just come out and steamroll it, but looking at a decision fight here, little technical clinch work on the cage, uh, people trying to look for takedowns because the striking's not really doing too much damage, not very effective. So it, it'll look like a clinch a clinch grappling match, in my opinion. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Rosa, who's a better grappler. I am also going to take Rosa just because I think that she's a little more polished on her striking. <laughs> Not by much. Um, so, um, uh, I gotta be honest with you, I don't know if I'm that excited for this fight. But, hopefully I'm wrong and it's fight of the night. So, so we'll just have to see what happens Saturday. That's why we play the game, coach. Yep, make predictions. <laughs> <laughs> These are all together. I mean, I mean, we didn't come back and figure out how wrong we were, so uh, and everybody gets to laugh at us. So. We we, we need enjoy to, that. We need to speculate. That's what we're good at, Coach. Speculation. Last last week though, only one wrong, so not too bad. And so then our main event of the evening, we got Alistair Overeem. He is taking on the young and up and comer Augusto Sakai. Fifteen one and one. Augusto, that only lost a split decision to Czech Congo, former uh, Renegade Fight Gear sponsor, sponsored with me, so very nice. I always were Czech Congo, so I'm glad he won that fight. <laughs> but uh, no bias here, folks. No yeah, bias. there's no, there's none, no, not whatsoever. But at the same time, we have the veteran, the seasoned savvy vet, Elster Overing. Uh, Dude, I don't even know how his head's still attached to his body after this many fights. Especially at heavyweight. In in MMA with four ounce gloves compared to some twelve ounces, you know, ten ounce gloves. These are four. These barely protect your knuckles. I mean, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Take that many punches because he's been in wars almost all the time, and he's he's fought the list. I mean, didn't he even fight Pat Barry at one point? It's like, just <laughs> ate all those leg kicks from him. And, ah, oh, I just don't see if Alistair getting it done against the the hot, momentum-driven, young up-and-comer in Sakai. Yeah, to me, Sakai has a lot of power, but he doesn't have a lot of mobility. He's He's not the flashiest guy he doesn't move around a lot but once he gets his hands on you in that clinch you're in trouble he's got some power and then he's got some kicks to go with it um Alistair Overeem love the guy great kickboxer great striker but how long can can you keep taking a beating he's getting stopped every other fight um he's going on losing he'll lose a couple win one lose one win one um He's been knocked out in a few of his last fights. He won his last fight by TKO. But I don't know if he can continue to take power shots, but can he 
land his own anymore. Um, he's got to move his feet. He's got to start throwing some power and make sure that he's covering up his chin because he's been getting tested and he's been failing those tests. I'm interested to see where he is mentally before this fight, but I'm going to have to take the young up-and-comer, Sakai. Uh, I think he's just he's hot right now. He's young. He's hungry. His legs are, have a little more juice in him. His chin is a little more durable. And if it's two power strikers going against each other, you got to go with the one who has the stronger chin. And the younger chin, too. Especially with the younger mentality of thinking that you're, you're the best fighter in the world. Because at a certain point, your body fails you. And that's, that's why you kind of see him being the new Chuck Liddell and uh, Tito Ortiz and Sean Evans, where these guys are just going out there way past their prime and getting knocked out. Like Ken Shamrock just kept coming back for more with Tito and <laughs> when he didn't need to. And, uh, you know, it's hard to let go. Once you're stuck in that mindset for 20-something years, you know, so ever since you were probably just fresh out of high school, started training and then started competing and then worked your way up to the pros. And then you got that mentality after a 10-year career. How do you let it go? You know? Yeah, the hardest thing to do in life is to change. So, you know, changing your whole outlook on life. If you live one life for a long time and then all of a sudden you got to live a different one, that's that's a tough transition for anybody. Couldn't say it better myself. But at the same time, you can't wind back the clock of time as much as you want to. You Once you've taken that kind of beating for so long. Your brain has a number of times it can get hit. You can only... Have two, you can only have so much trauma to the brain before it stops working the way that it needs to work. And I'm a little worried about Alistair reaching there, but he can go out there, <laughs> land a high kick and all that. I'm not worried about if can he perform. It's about his durability and his, and his health at this point because that's 60-plus fights alone in MMA more than plus kickboxing. And then you add in all the amateur fights and then the street fights as a young man. Bar brawl. It's it's a lot of head trauma. So we'll have to see if he can do it one more time and make one last title run. But I don't really see it happening. I see him him getting stopped here in the first or second round by uh, Sakai. Yeah, I uh, I mean I took a very small fractional percent of what he took, and I'm like, oh, I better. You know, make, keep an eye on myself, but, like, you, do, you take 60 fights at heavyweight, man, you're just a zombie out there. You're just going through the motions at that point, right? Um, so, eh, I say, yes, yeah, Sakai, I don't think this goes to full five, but it's possible. I'm, I'm going to say this one ends in a decision, but it's going to be a clear decision. Maybe a 4-1 fight. Are you taking Sakai then? I'm taking Sakai. <laughs> He's going to move to 16-1-1. One one. All right. I got, I'm got. i also taking Sakai, but by knockout. In either the first or second round, I think that... He's going to have too much juice for Alistair. Alistair might try to come out slow and save some energy while the young guy is going to come out hot and land one. Um, I think um, that's going to do it here. I believe we had all of the same predictions. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Our locks of the week. 
Yeah. So who do you have for fight of the night? For fight of the night, I have. mm, I'm gonna go Tiago and Jalen. I think they're gonna have the fight of the night because they're both very, very uh, versatile kickboxers, and they both have enough to floor each other and finish the fight. So it might be one of those who lands first, or it's gonna be a beautiful technical brawl. Yeah, that's definitely my pick for fight of the night as well. For knockout of the night, I'm going to be taking <laughs> Zelum. I'm going to lock it in on Zelum. Locking it in. Um, Dude, if he comes out there, takes a shot, gets head kicked for some reason, I will I will lose my mind. And then submission of the night, um, probably would give it to Carla. Might come out with a rear naked choke or something. Guillotine. Probably Rick really Choke, I guess. If, if there's a submission on this card, it's a it's I a know, striker's card. I didn't card. see any real good grapplers, but but once you're rock, it's easy to choke somebody. But don't be surprised if the Brian Keller Ricky Simmons fight ends in submission. I'm just not sure. I think Keller has the more uh, experienced ground game, especially off of his back, but. I mean, like, he really just, like, pulled a guillotine on a guy that took him down and left his head hanging out there with, you know, world number one, Rook. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're a wrestler, and you take someone down, head on the chest, not on the outside like you're used to. But, so I think that that fight could definitely, someone could get caught with a sneaky little arm bar or a rear naked guillotine in a, in a scramble. All right, there you have it, folks. Those are our predictions for the UFC fight night. Or let's take it away. Okay, well, nice closing comments there. <laughs> but thank you, guys. This has been an episode of the MMA Coach's Corner. Your predictions for Sakai versus Alistair Overeem. I want to thank all of you guys who tuned in. We just hit 100 downloads uh, yesterday. So I want to thank all of you guys who you know, or listening and showing some support. I appreciate it. As long as you guys keep listening, I'll keep talking. Uh, we uh, we have everything up on, so all major platforms, go ahead and look us up. But I want to thank all of you guys and ladies who have listened, and everybody have yourselves a great night.